and fiddler on the microphone and i come to introduce to you something different so check it and it's coming yeah it's the next thing it's the funk thing it's the jazz thing it's the song boy it's the next shit you ain't heard before you got to check it out
Sam's on the chopper, y'all. They say I'm too high, so high, I never want to come down. They say I'm so high, so high, what a hand cut the sky. Thank you, 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 thank you.
her fingers to the bone Yet she barely makes a living And she's always giving, giving Wishing he had more concern She asked for nothing in return
about you, I'll be sad, yeah. And if I don't stop thinking about you, I'll be mad, yeah. If I don't not think about you, I'll be mad, yeah. Cause if I don't think about you, Everything all about is kind of blue Girl, you know our life is gonna change Whether you leave me alone I would never call you up again And deep inside you know That if I don't Think about you, I'll be sad Yeah And if I don't Stop thinking about you, I'll be mad, yeah. If I don't not think about you, I'll be mad, yeah. Hey, you'll be out of my life, baby. We are in love. If I don't stop thinking about you, I'll 
can't get you off my mind Baby, I The winning kind Hey, Detroit Detroit, y'all with me out there? Check this out.
Jones. Around that time in the 80s, this kid would come by because I was in the basement all the time, and the window was open, and anybody walking past could just hear the music because I was banging all the time, always recording. So this kid came by and was like, hey, man, how you recording all the time, man? We, you know, we make hip-hop, and I got a whole crew. And You ever thought about, um, you know, making beats for some rap? We need some help. So I said, okay, uh, come back tomorrow with your whole crew, and I'll see what I can do. They came back. It was all of about seven guys. They called themselves uh, Ghost Town. And each one had a different kind of group within Ghost Town. Slum Village was one of them. So I recorded all of them together. And when, I, when they came, I was like, you know, uh, I, I, I don't have time for doing this with you guys all the time, but I would love to have you use the studio and finish your project. But... Uh, you need to find somebody who can help you make the beats. I mean, if I'm going to help you make the beats, then you're going to have less time to record. So they were like, well, James can record. He can make beats. So I met James. He showed me what he had. He had been making beats, cassette to cassette. And uh, I was like, damn, how are, you, how are you making a beat with two cassettes? And he showed me how he was looping the cassettes, which was amazing. And, and that's how the whole thing started, you know. From the demo deal that I had, I had also bought an MPC-60 for the first time. It was the first one, so I was sampling all the time, and I was just sampling all the time. I had tons of records in the basement. So my brother and I were still writing, and we were sampling all the time. We had all this equipment. And uh, at that time, I showed uh, Dilla basically how to sample and how to use the machine. He was over my house all the time. He would come by on days that I wasn't working and just ask to work and then call me if he needed some help. Because it wasn't easy, especially if you didn't know the technology. It was, you know, I had to learn it. And, you know, sometimes uh, that equipment was like Chinese arithmetic because the manuals were horrible. So, um, yeah, I showed him the whole thing, but he was amazing. He learned really fast, and, and that's how that whole thing happened. Baby, 
shop today some cats came through with this bag of zips sold them to me for a bill and I you can have them if you make me some beats so I took the zips home and put them in and they were all Dilla zips called him he said when he moved into the bigger house the movers stole some of his stuff he said you know I never really shot anything back at you so I want you to have them in my mind I was thinking what am I gonna do with your zips But I say, cool, I'll just put them away and keep them. He was in a different, a few different situations before I ended up helping him in T3 uh, when I was in Lollapalooza, when I introduced him to Q-Tip, which, you know, catapulted his career. 
But I really didn't expect anything because I did that out of the goodness of my heart. I just wanted to see Detroit get on the map for hip-hop. It was something that really hadn't happened big for Detroit, especially in a way that was Detroit. It really represented Detroit like some real neck shit. And he was that. Yeah. 
Like Steve 
moonbeam levels. I was basically a session musician for Kenny Dixon, as far as I knew, you know. And it was cool, you know. It was another brother that we met that was making some different kind of music. It was dance music. <laughs> we go out our way, me and Wells, do the sessions. And uh, I've been talking to my label guy because I was making Wells of Ghetto Fly. And he kept saying, you got to meet Moody Man. Do you know who he is? I was like, no, nah, I haven't met Moody Man. He's like, I'm surprised you haven't met him. You've got to meet Moody Man. So I was like, okay, well, I'll put the word out. And lo and behold, one day, Kenny brings these records over for us. I'm like, damn, these are your records? You moody, man? <laughs> like, wow, okay. This is interesting, man. My boy's been telling me that we need to hook up for the longest. We have hooked up for the longest already. So, I need to make a record with you. The first one that he brought was Love and War, which was really dope, you know. And me and Buzz both played on that, and, I, and it was it was cool because he gave me like a almost a bare track with some pieces and and then my son was amazing at the time he played trumpet on it and my brother played bass I had a Fender Rhodes in the house and since then we've been friends and making music and it's been like different than Dilla but the same kind of vibe in a way you know just people who are just so innovative creative and constantly changing in a positive direction you know and the vibe is good you know so it's been a um, really cool recording and writing with Moody Man as well my new record is I'm hogging the music now
London call in the world. GLK London call in anybody who's listening. Is there anybody who wants to buy a radio transmitter? Now, come on. Let's have you. What am I being? 20 pounds. 20 pounds. 20 pounds. 20 pounds. 2,000 yen I'm bid. Now come along, there's two new valves. Yeah. 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 It's too late for you and me. 
Moonbeam Levels. I've been a part of a lot of Detroit music and Detroit artists in different ways. And I think we're all passionate and we all are a community of musicians that respect each other and love what we all do. So there's been this relationship that I have with these friends of mine that just happen to be amazing musicians and producers. We all respect each other so much that we share the music with each other with no boundaries. I think that's what creates the love and makes the music so successful in that we're not really tripping about uh, how much you have to pay me to play on something or any of that kind of nonsense. It's always about, I need you to do this for me and it's going to be great. And the experience is the payoff for it, you know, and the music is the payoff for it. And I think uh, that's the beauty of, of it. And it's just a, a, a dope community of musicians and producers and artists. And I think that's, and that's the magic of Detroit. That's, our unity is what makes that city amazing.
Pause. Everybody funkin' and don't know how They should've seen the war when he funked the cow He funked it so hard, they saw some smoke He said, let's get in the bed and funk like folks Laughing at ya <laughs> Funk used to be a bad word Say it loud I'm funkin', I'm proud Talking about he the godfather Godmother Grandfather Call us the funk mob. Dig. The Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet, snorting some TAC. Long came a spy and slid down beside her. Say, what's in the bag, bitch? She said, I'm laughing at ya. <laughs> funk used to be a bad word. Mother funk you. Hit it. type thing. Brand new funk. Say it loud. I'm fucking up. A bad word Now everybody Trying to get down Dead Tricky dick wasn't worried about no Incriminating Watergate information being on no tape A sucker didn't want y'all to dig On him trying to cover that An ounce of that pea blow Now he's uh, Laughing at you Cause they funky in the White House too
Funkadelic kind of stuck in the back of my mind. I had just started playing little keyboards. And uh, I'll always, I think that we have to keep our vision as far as who and where we want to be in our future. We have to stand in the now and see ourselves in the future as who we want to be in our lives. We have to say it to become it. And beyond that, you have to say, I am that and it's going to happen because whatever you say is what is so at that time i said that one day i would play in that band and that's the way that came about i started meeting people who were involved i made a demo i was always making demo tapes i was consistently i got a box of tapes this big with cds in it four track i went from four track to eight track from eight track to 16 to, i was always making demo tapes so <clears throat> When George heard that demo tape, he called me to the studio and asked me if I wanted to get involved, start going to the studio, and started touring. So that's how that came about.
last night when I was running games Baby, again I got your cake Oh, can I have it my own way? Don't I deserve a break today? Them buns, I like the way you bake Running fever at 110 
thing that I was always uh, keen on as an artist was to leave my ego at home. Mm-hmm. I left the ego at home. So whenever I was out on the street, as in the sense of Maxwell, I was walking on the street and these kids said, yo, man, we saw you at the Parliament show last night. Are you Ann Fiddler? I said, yeah. They said, you know, damn, we know you, you know, you probably don't want to do it, man, but we'd like you to play on our demo from this artist. So I said, give me your number, call me tomorrow at this hotel, and I may come over if I have time. They called me, I came over. I played on the Maxwell demo. <laughs> uh, there was no money. Uh-huh. I just did it because I, they seemed like some cool guys, and I didn't really care. I went home. Uh, the next year, he called me back and said he wanted me to play on his album. So I think that that being that, that humility and that having that sense of just being there for people and giving is what got me more into getting more. I was given a lot.
funk. The whole funk. Nothing but the funk.
There is an amp fiddler sound, and I think it is uniquely in my voice when I'm speaking or singing. The other thing that is uniquely amp fiddler is probably the way I play keyboards. Um, because I think that each one of us have a different rhythm in the way we do things. And my rhythm is definitely distinctive about, you know, amp fiddler and the way I walk, the way I talk. So I think that makes me individually different than everybody else.
Let's see if I am filler. Thank you, 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 thank you.